Hey, this is Nate with Purity for Life. If you haven't already heard the big news, here it is. On April 1st, we will be officially changing the name of this podcast to the Pure Life Ministries Podcast. If you're subscribed, you don't need to do anything on your end except be on the lookout for some new album art and our new name. If you aren't subscribed, Now would be a great time to do that so that you don't need to remember to find us under our new name, the Pure Life Ministries Podcast. Once we roll out the Pure Life Ministries Podcast, I'll be explaining why we made this change and announce some other changes coming that I think you'll really find to be a blessing. All of that will happen when we release our first episode on April 1st under the new name, the Pure Life Ministries Podcast. All right, that's it for now. Here's the episode. If we're going to resist the enemy, we need to learn to be fighters. And that's what Josh, Kyle, and Trey found out early on in their walk with the Lord. The battle was hard, and they just weren't expecting it. In their discussion, they reflect on how worldliness played a part in killing that fighting spirit in them, and how God has helped them become more willing to enter the battle. And we hope you'll be encouraged by their stories and by their growing passion to know Jesus. Thank you guys for joining us again in the video studio just to talk about uh, the monologue that Pastor Steve just gave. And as we heard, he had talked a lot about the enemy's schemes and the way that he uses different demonic spirits Mm -hmm. in the world and how they have their own agenda Um, really to unify, as we go back all the way to the first one, to unify this world in a corporate consciousness against God. He wants to lead everybody astray against God. And we all were in that in some way, shape, or form, whether we were in the church or whether we were not. But we've also been brought out of that by the grace of God and by his mercy alone. So we kind of want to talk a little bit about that. But one of the things that Pastor Steve mentions in there, in that monologue, is that when a person comes to salvation, when they really cross that line and come into true repentance and conversion, the battle, unbeknownst to them maybe, doesn't actually end. It actually can feel like it got more intense. Mm -hmm. Did that surprise you guys when that first came about? Like, you get saved, radically converted. You know, for some of us, it happened in the program at Pure Life Ministries. So when that happened, was it just this, like, shock of, I still have to fight? And actually, the battle might be more intense now than it was before. Either one of you have that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it definitely got so much more intense and like I can remember roughly the time frame crossing that line in the program and then like looking back on it now everything just felt crazier harder it was all just more like for me that was the intensity like everything Mm -hmm. was just more and more like I saw more of the selfishness more of my critical spirit more of Mm -hmm. like that subtle Mm self-righteousness more of like yeah, like, and then just battling lust. Like now, I'm actually like starting to fight against that. And I just see it everywhere now. It did. It just felt so like intense. Was just like a mild way to say it. It mm-hmm. just felt completely overwhelmed, like a deluge flooded over. Just I just felt steamrolled, and I was just like, "Well, I guess this is going to be life now, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, man. But 
Yeah. You know, like we'll get into later. It's not that way. Yeah. But like right there at the start. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I just steamrolled. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a, a yes and no for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in, I was in ministry beforehand and I've experienced, you know, those attacks like before, you know, you're going to give a message or right after and whatnot, but I was also giving into my sin. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, why I wasn't surprised, like I'd seen that, that, but what did surprise me was like the intensity and the content of those mm-hmm. attacks. Cause it, now they were more subtle. Like it wasn't just like you know, enemies throwing like just thoughts of lust and say, Hey, why don't you go give into this? <laughs> the enemy doesn't talk like that. I don't think either. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just, it was different. Um, one thing that really shocked me was when in the program we would leave from Walmart or wherever we were out, out shopping and I would actually leave tired and I didn't know why I was tired. Like, I'm like, I just, it's still like, it's not even lunch yet <laughs> and I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I started realizing, oh, well, it's cause you're fighting. <laughs> like before, you know, if you went out um, and we were, when we were in our sin, you know, we weren't trying to not look at things. We were just giving into it mm-hmm. or we weren't actually fighting to the extent that was leading into victory. So that was kind of a, a shock to me. Um, what's also shocked me is like, like you said, Kyle, the subtleness of it. Like the enemy just doesn't, you know, throw a computer in front of you with like something on it and say, you know, go watch porn. Like yeah. it's, yeah. A, it's way more subtle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of a surprise. What about you, Josh? I think I kind of, it, it, I mean, yeah, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> you know, if, if, first <laughs> off, the answer is yes. I was not expecting um, what I was going to face after I came to the Lord, and I part of it I think was because I I didn't know anything about or understand anything about spiritual warfare before I got here because mm-hmm. I didn't ever fight <laughs> didn't my sin. It. <laughs> like yeah. it never happened. So when then when you cross cross that line, there's part of me I think that thought. Well, then okay, we're good. It's all over now. Mm-hmm. Like oh, praise the Lord, I got converted. Now everything's everything's done. I'm with the Lord. He's on my side. He's fighting for me. Battles, you know, they're done. He's finished it. And it was just like, what is this? What is all of this? What are, what is this, um, anger that's just before all I saw was lust. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, well, I have to fight my sexual sin. I have to fight looking at girls. I have to fight giving over to self-gratification and Mm -hmm. stuff. But now it's just like, Anger. I see anger. I mm-hmm. see selfishness. I see bitterness. I see like everything started to open up. It's kind of like we just thought the battles before were just lustful things, mm-hmm. not knowing at all. Oh, there's pride. Exactly. Oh, there's <laughs> yeah. a plethora of pride. Yeah. There's selfishness. Yeah. Um, the big one also that probably most of us don't even think about is love of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, all that. So previously, it's like, oh, okay, I just need to, you know, turn my eyes away from these obvious things that are temptation. But now it's like, oh, wait, there's things in my heart that are drawing me away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that, that I think shocked me more. It was like, oh, like I, I, it's not just sexual. Like there's a lot more things I have to fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, okay, these are getting me, getting in the way of me and the Lord. So dealing with them is also me being able to come deeper with him. Yeah. yeah. And Part of part of it was probably just bringing it back to the whole topic that we're talking about is being blinded by the world to mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, you know, there's certain things that are 
taboo. Yeah. But there's certain things that are okay. Yeah. Like before, I didn't fight against anger. Mm -hmm. I didn't fight against bitterness. I didn't fight against unforgiveness or selfish ambition. I did not fight yeah. against that mm -hmm. one bit. Not at all. And so, <laughs> you know, I would fight against lust mm -hmm. when it was bothersome to other people, but then leave me alone in the middle of the night, and I'm not going to fight against that. Yeah. But were there any things for you, Kyle, that just were like, it was something that you you had to learn how to fight or you had to start fighting that you were not expecting or you were not, you didn't fight before you came. You kind of touched on it when you mentioned like how Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, if you look at a woman with lust, if you call your brother a fool. So like I had an understanding before the program of like selfishness and just like being consumed with me and getting what I wanted all mm -hmm. the time. That's what I understood selfishness was. And then I get here you know, in the atmosphere, starting to get cleaned out, going to services, reading the Word, starting to pray, like starting to engage with God. And then I start to see just how close that line is, like what selfishness really is, mm -hmm. like a heart level, like outwardly, it'd be like, yeah, sure, like let's go, you know, to Arby's. And inwardly, I'm like, I want to go to McDonald's. I'm murmuring in my heart, that's selfish. Yeah. And it's, and all of a sudden I was just like, yeah, no, I'm a selfless person. And then you start to see that. I'm like, oh, that the line's back here. <laughs> shoot okay <laughs> yeah so now all right like i'm not nope lord i said it's okay and it, and it's okay inwardly help it be okay lord i need a lot of grace but that's like that like fighting for those those lines that are closer than we thought mm -hmm. you know that's because like also like before i was a very angry person and i was just like yeah okay just don't be outwardly angry so like smiling yeah okay inside yeah. you're a fool you're dumb i hate you blah yep, blah blah yep. No, dude, you got to cut that out too. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just like, man, those lines are really tight. Like, there's, it's a really, really tight box. So that's, I mean, that was quite the shock. But it's also been a big blessing to, like, actually fight that. Because in fighting for that line to be closer, especially in selfishness, we're fighting at the same time to be merciful to actually care for someone else's needs because mm. I only have so much energy. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to give it to me, even internally, I'm not giving it to you and I'm not giving it to you. But I've, if I give that to you, all right, now I'm being merciful. I'm spending mm. my resources and energy over here. Mm. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, like I didn't spend it on me, but Lord knows, yeah. you know, Matthew 6, he'll take care. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I started realizing it was kind of more of the hardest battle for me was surrendering my will, <laughs> my decision-making, and then seeing how deep that was rooted in my heart. Kind of like what you were saying, you know, oh, I'm just going to go do this and do that and do that. And then, and never really like taking it to the Lord in prayer. Mm. And the way the Lord worked that out though, was me choosing to obey his word, uh, to choose other people over myself, to take my life decisions to my spiritual authorities and actually like listen to them and like put it into practice versus, you know, you hear your pastor tell you something from the stage or whatever, and you don't really actually ever let that influence like how you live your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I actually started to do that. And I started to see though, like the Lord was faithful. Yeah. You know, it really was a test of like, will I trust him or not? I mean, even as both of you were talking, it kind of leads into the next topic, which is, the difference in before and now how we fight. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's a difference. There's not, because before, I mean, 
I think me and Kyle have got the point across that we did not fight before we got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really know anything about fighting spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a difference now, and there is a fight. But I think the the point we want to talk about is what makes the difference in how we fight now than how we fought before. Um, mm-hmm. And I know for me personally, it's, it's repentance mm. because, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. Repentance is a gift from God. And I think, um, I think Patrick Hudson a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night mentioned to the guys, like before he came to pure life, God was not on his side. Mm. And so to receive the gift of repentance wasn't even possible. Mm-hmm. And that was me. Like I was not on God's side. God was not on my side. Yeah. You know, I wasn't even considering him in any of my choices, any of my decisions whatsoever. But mm-hmm. now that I have that opportunity and he's given me that gift of repentance, it allows me to, like we learn in the program, the turn from sin, to act literally turn from sin and turn to God. Mm-hmm. And, it cha- and it changes my heart. I can actually have a change of heart there when before, if I ever fought, I, you know, <laughs> I tried to make that turn, but it, I never turned. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it looked more subtle. Um, like Pastor Steve kind of talks about idolatry in his monologue. And for me, uh, before the program, I had a lot of idols, but you wouldn't think they were idols. Like mm-hmm. it was like ministry, mm-hmm. um, a relationship I, uh, I was in, my reputation, my ministry title. And I was fighting before, to actually like preserve those, <laughs> preserve those idols. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, I didn't want to be in sexual sin because I knew if I stay in sexual sin, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> yeah. My ex, my ex girlfriend or my girlfriend at the time won't want to date me. Uh, I definitely, you know, can't stay as a youth pastor there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize though that those idols were the very thing that were keeping me in my sexual sin. Mm. You know, ro- like Romans six talks about you're a slave to whatever you obey. Yeah. So because these things were my idols, they they had my obedience. And kind of like what you said, uh, Josh, about repentance. Now, when the Lord exposed those idols, I was actually trying to go against them versus before I was trying to preserve them. <laughs> and I really, because I saw my idols were getting in the way of my worship for Jesus. Um, and I saw as I was repenting, and turning back to the Lord and trying to expose these heart issues, letting these heart issues be exposed, he was producing a change more and more. And, you know, and as that was happening, the Lord was giving me more of himself. And I remember just like experiencing that sweetness of his presence Mm -hmm. and starting to desire that and desire that more and more and more. And then my fight started to become more about fighting because I didn't want to miss out on having more of him. Mm. I didn't want there to be anything that got in the way of that. And I think that's kind of like really the fear of the Lord, you know, uh, the fear of being away from him. And so, yeah, that was kind of like the thing that changed, which I guess, like you said, repentance, godly (laughs) sorrow. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And like Josh, you alluded at, I didn't fight before coming to the program, but even as you and Trey were talking I was just reminded of my time in the program. So like I came here, I lost everything. And there was part of me that was like, all right, so like, what's the point of fighting? Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to fight for? I don't have anything. Like I, I didn't even have a car when I got here. So like, why fight? So I'm going through the program and my counselor's just like, you got to fight. You got to fight. You 
had a fight, you know, back in my head, like, okay, cool, dude, I hear you, blah, blah. But, you know, then I started to fight and then I started putting way too much effort into it. Like I swung the other way. Like I'm just like slaving. I'm like become a slave to the law now. Mm. Like Romans and Galatians talk about, like I'm Mm. trying to keep everything. I'm just trying and trying and trying and trying. And then somewhere in phase two, Pastor was doing accountability and he went through Romans six and he was like, do you notice a key word here? And we're all just like, okay, you know, no. And he was like, stand. You're not, like, you're not out there swashbuckling and, you know, jousting with demons. You are equipped with God and you are standing. Hmm. Yeah, you may be bleeding. You may have lost an arm. Maybe blind. You may have a peg leg. Mm-hmm. But are you standing in the Lord? Hmm. And there's the victory. And so I was just, and I, that was like part of some real big breakthroughs in my time here. Yeah. Or just with the Lord, period. Was like, okay, Lord. I repented of not fighting. Now I'm going to repent of over fighting and I'm just going to stand. And then Trey, like you're talking about, I started to, started to get sights of him and like just, you know, Psalm 34, taste and see that he's good. I started to see that goodness. Mm-hmm. And now I'm standing in the Lord and I see his goodness and I'm like, I want to, I want to get that. So I started to kind of reach out and I started to fight for a sight of him mm-hmm. while standing against my enemies, not over engaging with them, not giving them more due than they're worth. Yeah. You know, they are vicious and they're nasty and we need to be aware, but just stand against them and fight towards the Lord. Like, just like you're saying, Trey, that's like, that's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting um, because a lot of people can try to fight mm-hmm. more because they don't want to face the consequences of their mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that maybe we've all experienced is that you have to believe that there's more in the Lord than um, just like surface level like he's not a list of rules he's not you know like a political party like there's a life in the lord and that's what we're fighting for um but it's mm-hmm. i think that was that was the game changer for me when i saw like i had left my first love and once i confessed that and realized that then i saw okay now i'm going to repent because i need to come back to that place i want to be back in that place it's a rabbit trail. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I think I think Maybe it was not. good. And it kind of just brought up the thought that before I came to the program, before I was, before the Lord got a hold of me, say mm-hmm. that, before the Lord got a hold of me, mm-hmm. um, I was, we were fighting for something. I was fighting for something. Yeah. yeah I was true. fighting for what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to fight wow. for what I wanted you know, Mm -hmm. and what I thought was going to fulfill me Mm. and what I thought was going to make me happy. You know, there, there are times, even while I'm here at the ministry where it's like, there's, it's not, I want to be careful because it's not unhappiness, but just seeing where it's continually striving after what I think is going to make me happy, whether it's this or the ABC or D, whatever it is, there's still that thing inside of me that's that's still fighting for what I want. But like we've alluded to, once you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, then that fight that's already in us, you know, can mm-hmm. can take place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the same time, it's, you know, that thing of standing, but there's something inside of us that wants to fight for the right thing now. That's a good point. I mean, I remember one of the pastors said this, maybe while I was in the program or while on staff, that you have to have a greater love mm. take place in your heart mm-hmm. yeah. because we loved our sin. We loved mm-hmm. our idols. Yeah. 
But then when we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, there was a love, a value, a devotion to the Lord, and that became the thing we're fighting for. Yeah, and that's that's a really good, really good point to uh, to pull out that greater love because the enemy sees that, the mm. enemy knows that, and if he can get our eyes off of that greater love, then we're open and we're vulnerable to yeah. him. So, what are some of the ways that you guys are vulnerable to attacks of the enemy that? you've had to fortify yourself spiritually in your life and in your relationship with the Lord. Fear is like the thing Hmm. that will catch me every time. Hmm. Like the moment I think this might not work out and that fear gets to settle in, my knees will just go down. I'll just wilt like a uh, scarecrow or whatever, like those little dolls you push on the bottom and they just, (laughs) (laughs) just that's yeah. Like as soon as that fear slips in. So I've had to, like I've really just gone to the Lord in prayer and in the word and just like, God, where, where and how, mm-hmm. like what, like what, what will help overcome fear? And I know like first John four eighteen, like perfect love casts out fear is the sum is like the summary of that verse. And I fought and I prayed and I tried with that. But what I actually found, <laughs> and it kind of comes full circle in our conversation is like, it's the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. that has really helped me. Like maybe in my you know, maturity with God. I've not quite gotten to the uh, perfect love cast out all fear. Don't know, but I know that in my life, like fearing the Lord, like where Jesus says, don't fear him who can kill the body, mm. but fear him who can kill the body and cast the soul into hell. Mm-hmm. And then like reading through the 10 commandments at Sinai uh, in Deuteronomy, where he says it again, like he throws in, he throws in, he says <laughs> towards the end of it, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he like laments like, oh, that this heart would be in them, that they would fear me mm-hmm. and keep my commandments. Like he wants us, like in a way, he wants us to be afraid of him. Like if we're going to fear anything, if I'm going to be afraid, I need to fear the Lord. And then that will grow into love, into mm-hmm. obedience. Because if you fear him and you're obedient, like if I'm afraid, all right, God, I'll do what you say. Then you start to do what he says and you see that gracious face, gracious face shine upon me more. Then I start to see him clear. I start to love him more. Now mm-hmm. I'm obeying him because I love him. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like in Hosea, no longer will they call me Lord, but they will call me my, no longer will they call me my Lord. They will call me my husband. Mm-hmm. Like I've gone from he's my master to now he's my husband. Now he's the lover of my soul. Now I'm following him. And all of a sudden I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm able to speak to whomever about whatever, even if it's an uncomfortable thing for me to talk with that person, I'm not afraid anymore mm-hmm. because I've, I've come, I went through, Sometimes very quick, you know, a couple of seconds, sometimes weeks process of walking through being afraid and then loving him and now engaging with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's really freeing. Yeah. I will say that. Like, that sounds like a, yeah, it's really freeing. Well, you definitely, <laughs> I mean, you can, I mean, I was in the program with you, so I definitely see the difference. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of, yeah, we won't go there. We won't, we won't. Pull out the old Kyle. No. <laughs> Thankful for the new. <laughs> Thankful for what the Lord's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I've seen the enemy try to like minimize mm-hmm. the love of God and then try to make something else seem more desirable. Mm-hmm. And really, like it's the enemy just trying to get me into discontentment. Yeah. I guess he's not winning on the forefront of getting me in, you know, lusting after sexual sin, but he wants me to lust after something else. And I've seen that uh, specifically in the realm of like 
relationships, a desire for relationships, but it's all more rooted in, in discontentment. You yeah. know, the enemy trying to say, oh, you know, your life would be a little bit more happier or better if you had this. Yeah. And, oh, look at what you're lacking. Like, look, you have a relationship with the Lord, but it's not really as fun as, you know, so-and-so's life or, and just kind of getting you into that place of discontentment. Um, and what's helped me is just kind of si- simply just faith and trusting him, you know, trusting that like if I'm following him and he is my provider and he is divine and I'm just receiving from what the vine gives me, like it's better his way than my way. And I've seen in hindsight, I look back at where my life has been, you know, with walking with the Lord and where it was previously. And I'm like, yeah, I am way more grateful. I might not be getting the things that I want, but my life is full, like yeah, with the Lord. Yeah. My life is might be simpler. Um, I might not have all the things of entertainment that I used to pursue, but I was in misery when I had those things. Mm-hmm. I was bound by those things. I was a slave to those things. So yeah, just living in the truth and living in faith, like that's helped. But it's a fight. Like yeah. I have to go against my flesh. Yeah. Like I I think I heard uh, actually Pastor Nate say, he's like, I don't trust any of my thoughts until after my quiet time. <laughs> and like, I've had to do the same thing. Like I'll wake yeah. up and just have this desire, this thought. And I'm like, let's see where this is at after my quiet time. Yeah. Let's just put that on the shelf and yeah. <laughs> get things into proper perspective from, you know, from the Lord. And then, and I've seen it, you know, trusting him and uh, getting my eyes on him and seeing it from his perspective. It just changed everything. Yeah, man. I would, I mean, I'd tag right along with you. I actually wrote down the two things for me are fantasy and selfish ambition is where he can get me. Mm-hmm. Um, the simplest. And it, it is so subtle for me. The root is discontentment. Mm-hmm. That's the root of it all. In both of those, in fantasizing and selfish ambition, mm-hmm. um, I actually looked up the definition of fantasy because oh. I was like, oh, I've actually never looked it up. <laughs> Show us. And <laughs> one of the definitions is a fanciful mental image, typically one on which a person often dwells and which reflects their conscious or unconscious wishes. Whoa. And that just was like, wow, that's, that's me. (laughs) You know, just an image um, imagining, oh, what would it be like if this was happening? Or Mm -hmm. what would it be like if this would have happened? Or if I would have done this, or if I could do this or ABC or D, Mm -hmm. whatever. And it just goes back to discontentment and ingratitude. And that, you know, as I talked about before, repentance has been what has fortified it for me is just to say, and I've had to, you know, have leaders tell me, you know, mentors, whatever. It's like, okay, that that's what you're, you have to fight that. But I can't just fight it with something has to replace it. Like yeah. I can't, like you said, with fear, you know, you can't just fight the fear and not replace it with the fear of God or, you know, like my fantasy life and my selfish ambition, I can't just fight it and not replace it with something. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's been gratitude is one. Mm. You know, I talked about this in the last roundtable. Gratitude, mm-hmm. that's been a huge thing for me. Gratitude and also building other people up. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. do it as well as I should. 
But that for me is what kills selfish ambition yeah. is building other people up instead of saying, I wish I was in your position yeah, and, mm -hmm. or I wish I was here. It's, you mm -hmm. know, Lord bless that person who's in that position. Yeah. Or you see somebody who doesn't do something as good as you or as, as you think you do. <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, I could do it better than just, you know, asking the Lord, okay, that's wrong. I'm wrong in thinking that. Lord, give them the gift of, you know, your spirit. Anoint them when they're mm -hmm. preaching, when mm -hmm. they're playing piano, mm -hmm. when they're speaking, when they're uh, giving their testimony. Mm -hmm. All these things, it's like, Lord, give them your anointing, give them your spirit. It goes against what my feelings were. What's kept me going in those battles, especially when I'm fight when I'm choosing gratitude, is when I just stop for a minute and like take the time to think about Jesus. Yeah. Just take a minute to think about him. And it could be as it I found it the best when it has nothing to do with me. Not thinking about, Lord, thank you. For, I mean, it's good to say, Lord, thank you for the car that I have. Lord, thank <laughs> you for the position you've put me in. Thank you for what you have given me. But just to say stuff like, thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you that you're yeah. long-suffering. Mm -hmm. Thank you that you're patient and that you're that you're good. Thank you that you you say in your word you don't withhold any good thing, right. no good thing right. from those who walk uprightly. And all those good things that I'm fantasizing, that I wish I could have, that I would think would make my life better, in all reality, he's not holding anything good from me. Mm -hmm. If yeah. he didn't give me those things, then it's probably not a good thing yeah. for me right then and there. And I, I struggle with the same thing, marriage, relationships. Yeah. But it's just like, Lord, you're not, you said you would withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly. And I have to, that's what's helped me endure is just seeing Jesus and his goodness. Mm -hmm. And seeing him, sometimes I just have to forget all the theological, you know, Christianese that I learned throughout the years and just say, okay, I just want to look at Jesus mm -hmm. and just think about him for a little bit. Um, take the time, you know, take a quiet time in the morning and not pray for anybody or, or myself. Just think about him for a time. It's really been, that's what helped me to endure because then when I see him, it, it gives me that, like you said earlier, that strive, that drive, that mm -hmm. push. Um, when I see him, when I look at myself, it's discouraging. So, yeah, that's been that's been a huge thing for me. Yeah, Josh, you're spot on. Like seeing him is so compelling, and it's so precious. And something else that I like, especially thinking about it leading up to this roundtable. In the last several months, I've just been, and it's the Lord, like it's just what he does, but I've just been personally battling a lot of love of the world, and something that's come up a lot is just like a little encouragement is, you know, there will be a new heavens and a new earth. Like this place, like all of the struggles, all of the problems, all of the evil and wicked, and all of the anti-God things that my heart is learning to yearn for, it'll all end. It'll all be gone. And someday it'll just be that. Mm -hmm. It'll just be us and the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like it'll all, like everything, it's just, he wipes, wipes the whiteboard. He shakes the etch sketch whatever metaphor. <laughs> like he just cleans it all. And it's just the creation that learned to love him here and him. 
and they're and like like that's my version of what you just yeah. described really because i'll just sit there and i'm just like man lord it's like just to ache so much to see your face and i kind of see it but dimly and and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and it's really like blurry and i feel like i'm playing connect the dots with an eight uh, uh eight bit photo like <laughs> This is really vague, but I kind of see it and it really, it's really compelling. But just to know, like, someday I'll see, like, the pores in his skin under his eyes. Mm. Like, man, that's exciting. Like, that, like, when, when those types of thoughts flash in my mind, it's like, it's just the indwelling of the spirit and I can just, like, take a city, it feels like. Like, no, mm. like, forget this. Given to sin, no way. You see that, Jesus? That's mm-hmm. the Jesus I'm mm-hmm. trying to see. Like, forget your sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think the thing that the Lord's used to help me, and I kind of mentioned it, like faith and truth, but Mm -hmm. what that looked like practically has been um, the testimony of like other mature believers Mm -hmm. um, or more mature believers. I wouldn't actually consider myself mature, (laughs) Um, but mature (laughs) believers and then like uh, my quiet times. Mm -hmm. You know, before Peer Life, I didn't have a consistent quiet time. And that's been a game changer because, you know, getting into the word, um, you know, pouring truth into myself and abiding in that truth. You know, now the lies of the enemy come and now there's actually something in me that's pushing against those lies, which is the truth. Um, And then the other thing that's helped is uh, testimonies. (laughs) I remember when I first got into the internship, I was just being bombarded like with images and dis, uh, discontentment and mm-hmm. a desire for an old relationship and all that. And I remember it was like after a Thursday service, uh, there was a graduation and I was in the student center and I just, uh, somehow I like landed up next to pastor Nate and I just, I was just in it. And I was like, Nate, you gotta tell me it gets easier. I was like, Nate, please tell me it gets easier. And he just looks at me and goes, it gets easier. I was like, ah, oh, thank you. It's like, it does. Like, really? You're not joking. He's like, it gets easier. I said, okay. And then, you know, just hearing like, like being around pastor Ed, pastor Steve, um, Dave Leopold, you know, mm-hmm. other men of God that, you know, we, we come across and just seeing like their lives now, but then you hear their testimony of where they were and you mm-hmm. would have never thought they'd been in that. Yeah, like no, no. you think of, you know, Pastor Jordan as well. You think of like where they were and the sin they were in and how for some of them, it's only been like 10, 15 years, but also like Pastor Steve, uh, you know, plus 30, like it's just, okay, Lord, if you can do that work in their life, like I, I have faith that you can do it in mind if mm-hmm. I stay the course. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, just thinking through everything we've already talked about. Um, yeah, just because I was, even as you guys were talking, I was like, okay, the people that are watching this video, the people that are looking at it, like, okay, if you're still in that area where you're not walking with the Lord, you're not, your life isn't given over to the Lord, then that's where you got to start. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's the surrender. Yeah. It's the giving yep. your life over to the Lord, the surrendering of your will. Mm-hmm. But for those who are in this battle, the verse came to mind was uh, Hebrews 12, one, one and two, you know, uh, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, um, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin, which clings so closely to us. Mm-hmm. Let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And that's really what we've been talking about. It can feel sometimes like I'm just fighting. 
Like that's sometimes, you know, you lose that. And it's just like, man, I am sick and tired of fighting. I'm done. I'm just, I can't, I want to give up. But then when you look at Jesus again, that fire starts to burn in you. So just want to encourage anybody who's listening to this, just yeah. keep going Absolutely, and yeah. look to Jesus, keep looking to Jesus. Um, and he will, you know, he'll help you endure and he'll help you fight and give you the victory. Thanks for joining us today. If you haven't already listened to the full episode that this discussion comes from, then I'd encourage you to check out episode 488, Babylon, an empire aimed at conquest, wherever you get your podcasts.